Welcome to History Sleuth, a podcast exploring the involvement of history in culture and current events. Today, I want to talk about the military bases in America that are currently named after Confederate generals and see if we can figure out if they should be considered war heroes or traitors. But before we get into that, if you're on Twitter, follow me at Sleuth History to get updates about when I post new episodes, and there we can continue discussions started in this podcast. Now, I am just a college student, history major, so I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just a curious student with access to Google. <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to talk about American military bases that are named after Confederate generals. I talked about this a little bit in the episode, The Lost Cause. Um, so check that out if you want to hear me rant more about the Confederacy and roast people who think that associating themselves with the Confederate flag is a personality trait. So before I detail the different military bases that are named after Confederate generals and kind of what those generals might have done or to earn that or and if they even should continue to have that honor, um, I want to quickly review history, the history of the Civil War and the pseudo historical narrative of the lost cause. So to kick off the American Civil War, 11 states decided they would betray America and form their own country, called the Confederate States of America, because they wanted to keep the institution of slavery, where <clears throat> people of color, primarily black Americans, were considered property by white people. They were kidnapped, uh, oftentimes tortured or punished in horribly violent ways, and forced to do free labor for the slave owners. So American slavery was an inherently racist, evil institution that has done a lot of damage throughout history and in our world today. The Confederacy lost to this war that they waged, and the treasonous states were then adopted back into the country with the passing of the 13th Amendment and the abolishment of slavery. But a few white supremacists got all bitter about it and decided to create this alternative narrative called the Lost Cause. The Lost Cause narrative has resurfaced during civil rights movements in the past and occasionally in our current time to kind of reinstate these white supremacist ideas. It is an ideology that claims that the cause of the Confederacy was just and heroic, that slavery wasn't that bad, and the war was caused by the northern states. This pseudo-historical narrative is intended to help convince people to support white supremacist policies and downplay the realities and the evil of racism. So when we talk about military bases that are named after Civil War generals, it is not a far leap to say that naming those bases after Confederate generals was an intent to further the idea of the lost cause, to further the idea that these men should be honored. When, in fact, as we know, if we're looking at this history a little bit more rationally, Confederate generals were part of uh, a treasonous attempt to keep slavery. These were people who led men to fight against their own country. That's wrong. That's messed up. That's not something worth honoring. And on top of all that, they lost that war. <laughs> so the fact that the fact that there are even military bases still today with names after Confederate war generals is, is pretty wacky to me. So for a general overview of this whole situation, I looked at Wikipedia, not because it's an academic source <laughs> or one that you should cite in your papers or anything, just because it gives us a good general overview. Um, and here's what it said. 10 military installations in the United States are named after general officers in the Confederate States Army. With the sole exception of the Virginia Army National Guard's Fort Pickett, these are all U.S. Army posts, named mostly following World War I and during the 1940s. 
in June 2020, which, hey, is this month <laughs> when I'm recording this anyway, um, during nationwide protests protests over the killing of George Floyd by police officers. The U.S. military began rethinking its traditional connection to the Confederate Army symbols, including base names. The use of Confederate flags and statues or memorials dedicated to Confederate Army officers has been seen as part of racism in the country. So this is really interesting. I really appreciate people updating Wikipedia and keeping it up to date. So Civil War history has played a powerful role both in current events today and at other points in history separate from the Civil War itself, right? We're talking about World War One and World War Two. That's why it's so important to have a good education and understanding of history, and especially to understand, like, the historiography of things. So that's, like, how history was interpreted previously, <laughs> like, basically the history of studying history. So do we understand the Civil War now the same way that people did during World War Two or World War One? It, it seems not so much if they were going to name military bases after confederate generals but you know that's important to understand and to kind of look into so as i talked about in the episode about the lost cause celebrating the confederacy is a way of reinstating white supremacy and denying the evil influence of racism in our country currently and throughout the history of america so i'm interested if we can find out why these bases were named after confederate generals at the time they were and also if they will be renamed anytime soon because that would be great um, the Wikipedia article continues with our current events. It says, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper and Secretary of the Army Ryan McCarthy indicated they were, uh, quote, open to a bipartisan discussion, end quote. But President Donald Trump said his administration would, quote, not even consider renaming what he called, here's another quote, magnificent and fabled military installations that have become part of a great American heritage, a history of winning, victory, and freedom. Hmm. Uh, the Wikipedia article finishes by saying if Congress were to pass such legislation, said Trump's press secretary, the president would not sign it. So uh, there's that. We already talked about this in the other episode I keep mentioning, the one on the lost cause. The Confederacy is not the heritage of America. The Confederate States of America, by definition, is not America. And it became a country because it wanted to protect the institution of slavery. Also, also... Important note, the Confederacy lost the war. Um, it's mm, it's very embarrassing to me that our president is saying these lies in the defense of the agenda of white supremacy. It's really depressing, honestly. I <laughs> This all gets me really depressed. It's furthering this lost cause agenda that I was talking about earlier, which is so, so destructive to our understanding of history and the present. So that's really disappointing to me. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about these military bases and who these confederate dudes were um so i found an interesting source about this from military.com <laughs> which is such a vague name for a, for a website but um it's it's it was a really helpful site and in, in my like preparation for this podcast and it doesn't exist for primarily teaching history which i thought was nice i mean it Anybody who's going to say something about history needs to be well researched i think um but oftentimes it's only the sources that exist for teaching history that that do that so it's it's nice to see that this site is well researched without research without history being its primary goal so to try to kind of figure out what this was i found a quote on the about me page and it says military.com is one of the leading websites for military members veterans and their families we provide daily defense news benefits information veteran employment resources spouse and family resources all that sort of stuff for people like in the military um, but this article that I found is about these 
10 bases named after Confederate generals, um, and it outlines with quotes who these generals were. So I think for the most part, all of the quotes I have from the generals themselves are on this website, and that as well as the Wikipedia article and I think an extra one will be in the description if you're interested in reading it yourself or doing further research on this on your own. So um, they start their article about the military bases named after Confederate generals by saying, you might be hard pressed to believe it if you looked out your window while driving back roads in the South. It's a fact that the Confederate army lost the Civil War. Schools, lakes, roads, creeks, bridges, and towns are all named after the South's military leaders. That's understandable. Many of them were local boys and had ties to their communities. What may surprise you is that 10 high-profile U.S. Army facilities were named after Confederate military leaders, and those names were chosen for bases opened during World War I or World War II. All of the men honored were long dead, and while a few Civil War veterans might still have been around 50 years after, virtually all the men who served under them were gone. Isn't that odd, though? Like, what the heck? Who sat down and was like, ah, yes, we need to name these new bases we built to win these giant wars. What should we name them? I know. Remember those men who committed treason and became disloyal to our country and the things we fight for? Yeah, that'll inspire the soldiers. Done. Perfect. I love it. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Yeah, so like I talked about before and have kind of mentioned already, I'm sorry if this is getting redundant, but for things in the South to be named after Confederate leaders, different stuff like that, like the article was saying, schools, lakes, roads, creeks, bridges, all of that has to do with the lost cause rhetoric, which is trying to be like, oh, the Confederacy wasn't that bad, like their cause was actually a good one, they're just like tragic heroes and we need to take up their banner like no no (laughs) all of that is a misunderstanding of history that's a lie so i find this article kind of presents those other things in the south to be like not at the same level as military bases and like i get what they're saying like the military bases are definitely more prominent a much bigger deal than some back road in a southern state but i think that all stems from the same place so i find it all kind of uh disturbing This article explains the lost cause really well also. I really liked this. Here's a quote. Um, A movement in the late 19th and early 20th centuries known as the lost cause sought to defend the motivations of the Confederacy, obscure the role of slavery, and drape these men in romance and devotion to the homeland. After the movie Gone with the Wind in 1939, that romance was in full flower as World War II began. Yeah. So there you go. That's it. I really liked how they phrased that. Also, Gone with the Wind is gross. Okay, so that makes more sense. As the Lost Cause picked up speed at this time, which is a weird amount of time after, like, the actual Lost Cause, after the actual loss of the Confederacy. It's kind of funny that it's, it's like, what, the 1940s? We're going to talk about the Civil War again? Like, that was a while ago. But, I mean, hey, (laughs) to each his own, I guess. Okay, yeah. This article does a great time proving that these Confederate generals were racist pieces of trash. So definitely check that out uh, if you have time after <laughs> after listening to me go through it. Okay, so let's talk about the 10 bases that are named after enemy generals. The first one I've got here is Fort Rucker, which is in Dale County, Alabama, named for Edmund Rucker, a colonel appointed acting brigadier general in November 1864, but his whose promotion went unconfirmed by the Confederate Congress because it disbanded March 18th, 1865. So he's the only non-general that has a fort built after him. Also, I... I'm not like super into military history. I don't know a ton about it or different like military positions and stuff. So I'm not going to comment too much on those things. If you have extra information you want to send my way, definitely like find me on Twitter 
and do that, I'd be interested in learning more. And I know everybody that I've ever met that's into military history is like really into military history. So if you've got good resources for me, definitely share. So for Fort Rucker, this fort was opened in 1942. And I didn't really find any significant information about him other than he lost an arm during the war. I don't really see any convincing reason to have a fort named after him, especially since he's a traitor to America. All right. Okay, so second, we've got Fort Benning, which is near Columbus, Georgia, and named after Henry L. Benning, a brigadier general, and this fort was established in 1918. And then military.com says, at the 1861 secession convention, Benning offered his thoughts on why he believed that the South should secede. Here's what he said. What was the reason that induced Georgia to take the step of secession? This reason may be summed up in one single proposition. It was a conviction, a deep conviction on the part of Georgia, that a separation from the North was the only thing that could prevent the abolition of her slavery. If things are allowed to go on as they are, it is certain that slavery is to be abolished. By the time the North shall have attained the power, uh, the black race will be in the large majority, and then we will have black governors, black legislators, black juries, black everything. Is it supposed to be that the white race will stand for that? I'm sorry you had to listen to that. Okay, so he's racist. Yeah, Uh, I guess that is not surprising, uh, considering he fought for the Confederacy. Reminder, they had racist goals. Yeah, that's really gross. I would just like to reiterate that Black Lives Matter. I love to see people of color in positions of power representing America because we have a diverse and beautiful country and we should celebrate those differences, unlike Confederate generals did. So, like, maybe this fort should be renamed to someone who didn't dehumanize an entire group of people and betray America in order to continue to do that, you know? That would be great. So, okay, sorry, that was really gross. Next fort is Fort Bragg in North Carolina, named for Confederate General Braxton Bragg, which is such a name, man, Braxton, yikes. This fort was established in 1918. He's historically considered one of the worst tacticians ever, and his major losses led to the defeat of the Confederacy. That's lame, even by the low standards we have in this episode, man. Worst tacticians ever. Is this some sort of, like, backwards thing? Like, are we honoring him because he helped our country win because he was really bad at his job that seems really backwards how is he supposed to inspire the soldiers at this fort i got questions i got questions maybe if we renamed this fort to i don't know an actual american and not somebody who fought against america maybe that would be better you know all right let's go to our fourth fort which is Fort Gordon near Grovetown, Georgia, and named in honor of John Brown Gordon, who was a major general. This fort was opened in 1941. It's one of those World War II forts. Military.com says in 1904, Gordon published a memoir called Reminiscences of the Civil War and at first admits the true spark that ignited the war. He says slavery was undoubtedly the immediate fomenting cause of the woeful American conflict. It was the great political factor around which the passions of the sections had long been gathered, the tallest pine in the political forest around whose top the fiercest lightnings were to blaze and whose trunk was destined to be shivered in the earthquake shocks of war. Which is all rather dramatic. Okay. Um, And the reason that this site keeps emphasizing that the Civil War was about slavery, the same reason I keep emphasizing it is because the lost cause people will try to tell you that it wasn't and try to downplay the role of slavery in the Civil War. They'll try to say like, oh, it was about states' rights, which was, that's important, right? You value states' rights, but they're lying to you. The Civil War was about slavery. 
um, maybe the state's rights to have slavery, but it's always emphasized by the people who fought in the Civil War, that people who fought for the Confederacy, that slavery was what they were fighting for, which is honestly pathetic and terrible. So who's this dude, Gordon? Gordon goes on to argue that slavery died out in the Union States because of climactic and economic reasons and not because Northerners opposed slavery. He also suggests that Yankee soldiers didn't oppose slavery and were only fighting to preserve the Union. So this is this is kind of a, a good point to remember. I think maybe he's overstating a little bit, but it's important to know that just because the Southern states committed treason to protect slavery doesn't mean that the American forces that fought against them were inherently not racist or like more moral or something. There was there was still a lot of work to be done in the rest of America, even in the states that didn't commit treason to protect slavery, like. America, the the history of race in America is turbulent wherever you are in America. Same for, for all people of color. Yeah, you want to start talking about Native Americans. That's an issue throughout all of American history that people have not handled well. I mean, people have not respected Native Americans. That's what I'm saying. Respected their humanity, honestly. Oh, I need to make a podcast about that. Also, I've heard a convincing argument that Abraham Lincoln was a white supremacist, that his goal was never to really abolish slavery and even once he did he he did want to maintain inequality between white people and everybody else but that's a disheartening and unfortunate conversation for another day our fifth fort let's move on our fifth fort is fort ap hill which is near bowling green virginia named for virginia native and confederate lieutenant general ap hill it was opened in 1941 he was killed in action during the Civil War and didn't, as far as I can tell, didn't do or say anything particularly significant. So maybe there's somebody who did more significant things that we can name a fort after. Maybe somebody who actually fought for America. That would be cool. Our sixth fort is Fort Hood in Killeen, Texas, named for Confederate General John Bell Hood in when it was established in 1942. Hood commanded the Texas Brigade during the American Civil War he switched sides to join the Confederacy towards the beginning and lost his leg and his command after a couple battles where he was defeated. That's kind of pathetic. Uh, he also wasn't shy about how maintaining the institution of slavery was the primary motivator of the Confederacy waging war. Military.com uh, has a quote from him where he said, regardless of all other causes of difference, slavery was the secret motor, the mainspring of the war. So again, lost cause people will tell you differently, but the Civil War was about slavery uh, maintaining slavery and maintaining white supremacy, which is racist and bad. Um, and we should learn about it so that we can move from it and enact legislation that will help people heal from it because lost cause ideology has prevented us from understanding our history and doing something about it for a long time. So even though the Civil War was a long time ago, we still need to do stuff about it. We still have reconstruction that needs to be done. Mm, going on a rant. Let's move to our seventh fort. That would be Fort Lee, which is in Prince George County, Virginia, named for Confederate General Robert E. Lee. Uh, it was opened in 1917. An interesting part about this one is that after the defeat, Robert E. Lee was notably opposed to the idea of Confederate monuments. He wrote in 1869 that it was better, quote, not to keep open the sores of war, but to follow examples of those nations who endeavored to obliterate the marks of civil strife. So that's a nice sentiment, definitely important and not an attitude we found very often from these other men that I've talked about. 
and honestly not very often in our present day uh, as people are talking about whether or not to take down confederate statues but i still don't think graciously losing and admitting defeat should earn an enemy general the honor of being named after an american base so like let's rename this one too great our eighth fort is fort pickett which is near blackstone virginia uh, named for confederate general george pickett it was opened in 1941 and from the military article uh, here's a quote. After Pickett's death in 1875, his widow, LaSalle, LaSalle, I don't know how to say that. It looks French. <laughs> she spent the re le rest of her life promoting her husband's role in the war by lecturing and publishing three books on his career. She was a leader ugh, in the Lost Cause movement that romanticized the Confederate Army and worked to obscure slavery's role in the conflict. Well, thanks for that, Mrs. Pickett. The Lost Cause movement has destroyed our understanding of history and our understanding of the issues with racism that we're facing today. So I hate that and uh, all the work that you've done for that. Next, number nine, Fort Polk. It's near Leesville, Louisiana, uh, named in honor of the Right Reverend Leonidas Polk, an Episcopal bishop and Confederate general. It was opened in 1941. So Okay, Polk, there's not a lot on him, but he was killed during the Civil War. He was a slave owner. And people who are fans of Bragg, for some reason, another another dude that a, another Confederate general I've mentioned already, they often say it was Polk's incompetence that led to Bragg's defeats and not necessarily Bragg's fault. Personally, I don't care who was incompetent because they all led enemy forces against my country so that they could continue to be racist. So personally, I think they're all overrated and we should rename these forts. And our 10th and last fort, we've got Camp, I get, uh, is it a fort then? If it's Camp Beauregard? Anyway, Camp Beauregard. This is our last one that's named after a Confederate general. It is near Pineville, Louisiana, and is named for Louisiana native and Confederate general Pierre Gustave Toutant Beauregard. It was opened in 1917. So the military article says, in the early days after the war, Beauregard displayed the same uh, apathy toward freed slaves that most of, his most of his fellow Confederate leaders embraced for their entire lives, but he'd had a change of heart by 1873. Here's a quote. At a meeting between white and black leaders in Louisiana, Beauregard made a rousing speech in support of racial cooperation. He said, I am persuaded that the natural relation between the white and colored people is that of friendship. I am persuaded that their interests are identical, that their destinies in this state, where the two races are equally divided, are linked together, and that there is no prosperity in Louisiana that must not be the result of their cooperation. I am equally convinced that the evils anticipated by some men from the practical enforcement of equal rights are mostly imaginary, and that the relation of the races and exercise of these rights will speedily adjust themselves to the satisfaction of all. So this is certainly much better than the other leaders that we've looked at, that he's he's encouraging reconciliation, that he's encouraging whatever the opposite of racism is, destroying racism, not white supremacy. So I don't I don't want to discount that. Uh, but the fact remains that as far as military service goes, Beauregard was a traitor and fought for the wrong side. So there still shouldn't be an American base named after him even if he did learn and grow after betraying America. I love that he learned and grew, but I still think this is this is a military base, so he didn't he didn't fight for America. He fought against America. So an American military base shouldn't be shouldn't be named after him. All right, so that's that. There's all 10 bases that are named after Confederate generals. Uh, let's go ahead and rename all of them. I'm sure we can find 10 military pals who actually deserve the honor. 
These bases were named after Confederate generals with the purpose of furthering the lost cause, which is a false view of history that intended to ignore the evils of racism and further white supremacy. People who fought for the Confederacy were not Americans. They betrayed America and became our enemies. So, wow, that's all for this episode. That was a lot. Thanks for joining me as I try to single-handedly destroy the pseudo-historical narrative that is the lost cause. And you know what? I'll see you guys in the next one. (laughs) 